ऑडियो हॉप पॉडकास्ट दिस एपिसोड इज ब्रॉट टू यू इन एसोसिएशन विद सिरोना हाइजीन एन अवार्ड विनिंग स्टार्टअप बेस्ट नोन फॉर इट्स फ्लैगशिप प्रोडक्ट पी बडी इंडियाज फर्स्ट फीमेल यूरिनेशन डिवाइस It is a simple disposable paper device that allows women to stand and pee in dirty and unfriendly toilets. For more female hygiene products, visit thesirona.com. Hello and welcome to the Fabulous at 50 podcast, the show that's all about being fabulous at 50 plus. With me on the show is the author of Feisty at 50, Sudha Menon. Hi, Sudha. Hi, Jadeep. Good to be back. Great in to the have studio. you here. Uh, so, you know, uh, talking about this next chapter, fear of flying. Uh, when I was reading the chapter, I could visualize my mom in front of my eyes because <laughs> she is exactly the way you've described yourself. You know, if there's a flight or a train to catch, she cannot sleep the day before, and I could really relate to what you've written in this chapter. Oh my God! Yes, the sleeplessness and the anxiety that comes um, to me before you know it starts about two days. If I'm very lucky, two days, or mm-hmm. uh, let let me say, if my husband is too lucky, uh-huh. then two days <laughs> before. But the anxiety really starts, you know, scraping away at my insides three or four days before, and then I'll toss and turn in bed and toss and turn, and then I'll go to the wardrobe and look at my clothes about half a dozen times, and then just the day before uh, I'm flying. there is no sleep of course and just when i fall asleep exhausted after 10 times of looking at my ticket and looking at the boarding pass and my i card all all of those things that i have to carry you know and worrying about oh do we carry the power bank in the check in luggage or in the carry on or then our um, batteries okay mm. or um, you know there are about 100 things you worry about and then after all of that worry you just fall asleep and the alarm goes and so, so there are times when i have to reach the airport at for the 4:30 flight which means you have to be at airport at 2:30 or you know 3 o'clock if you have convinced the husband to check you in uh, before yeah it's just it's just crazy but i i don't know who to blame the airline or my uh, poverty stricken state or <laughs> my middle age but yes travel anxiety is like crazy but it doesn't just end there i mean that anxiety continues even when you reach the airport oh my god it just starts during, you know uh, in the wee hours of the morning but it continues all the way till i reach the destination and it has to do with any number of things the anxiety it's about first of course checking in you know the uh, the process of checking in is uh, crazy and you know i don't understand why you know the other day i was uh, all checked in my husband checked me in the night before uh, he was in a good mood so he said okay i'll check you in i don't know and i don't like to do these things online so i leave it to him so he checked me in i so, so i thought i will just be able to breeze into the airport and then get into my flight and have a nice time uh, turns out that even if you have checked in you still have to get into something called the uh, bag drop off line right. which is like which is like a kilometer at least and so many people traveling early in the morning and so you wait and you wait and then you finally get uh, to the uh, lady at the counter and she's in a bad mood and so you'll say that you know i had asked for an aisle seat she said ma'am that's not available you can buy it for 800 bucks mm. and you know these kind of things happen and then you don't know whether to um, shout or scream or just tear your hair or just keep quiet and just get on the flight and go to wherever then of course if 
you are not uh, if you are extremely unlucky there is somebody behind you in the queue when you are waiting to drop off your baggage you know, who will uh, keep pushing his bag or trolley or whatever it is or there is nasty baby with mom who is pulling your hair mm -hmm. and you are not supposed to say anything because we live in a very uh, sort of uh, in a society where everybody is quick to take offense so even if the baby is pulling your hair you are not supposed to say anything you are supposed Bacha to bachcha hai you know mm -hmm. kids will be kids you know that is just the beginning then of course you get into the flight and then the, that story is something else altogether yeah. You've also written something very interesting in this chapter about your attire. You have special attire when you are <laughs> flying. I do. You know, I think uh, it is time now I started worrying about airport looks because mm. you know you open a newspaper these days and it's all about airport looks. So so and so film star did this look and she had a deep trench coat. Why the hell do you want to wear a trench coat in Mumbai and knee high boots at the but airport? At the airport. Or anywhere in Mumbai. Who who wears trench coats in Mumbai? It's so hot. You shouldn't wear anything possibly. But that's the way. So you know, all these stars are wearing trench coats and cover-ups and uh, nude-colored boots and knee-high boots. And all I am wearing is uh, my uh, baggiest pair of mommy jeans mm -hmm. and my baggiest uh, yoga T-shirt and my very well-used pair of sketches and when I say very well used we are talking about 7-8 years so that's what I'm wearing that's a long because, time. yeah because I don't want to totter uh, around on high heels uh, on airport uh, you know have you have you noticed the flooring and uh, in, in airports yeah yeah, yeah it, it's, it's not it's dangerous to yeah. health and life and limb Absolutely. so you don't wear all of that you just and also by the time you get to be 50 you realize that uh, you know comfort over looks mm. is probably what you should do so yeah my airport uh, attire is usually uh, mommy jeans uh, mommy t-shirts sketchers and a wild-eyed look so that's well, pretty perfect much perfect for yeah. the red eye flight. <laughs> <laughs> yes so that's who i am you won't imagine the things and the people that you run into uh, in airports and then you know there have been times where when i have ducked behind a pillar or uh, put a uh, you know newspaper over my face till the person p3p person that i know <laughs> has passed and gone and not noticed me there's this very particular incident that you spoke about i mean we won't name names of course <laughs> it's something involving a news anchor yes so um, i think i was after a particularly bad night of uh, searching for passport and whatever else it is that women search for in their uh, bags i i finally got to the airport uh, I was sitting there and just trying to catch my breath and there was this and I had lost by then I had searched for my passport six times mm. and for my boarding uh, pass uh, seven times and my phone which had uh, disappeared into the big black hole that is my bag and then there was this being who was uh, a divine being yeah, divine yeah. being <laughs> who was sort of um, pacing up and down um, and everybody else is looking at her every male pair of eyes were on her and also a few female eyes and um, she was talking loudly into the phone and talking about what she's going to uh, put on the next day's news and mm -hmm. who she is featuring and all of that and uh, half of this nation loves her and then I didn't know any of this by then this was all later but I just I was throwing mental darts at her because I was wondering why the hell can't I look like that mm. why do I look like this you know by then even I was I was in a state that if I looked into the mirror then I would probably scream <laughs> I was looking like that and there was this gorgeous being walking up and down 
when she turns and our eyes met and i realized oh my god this is the one you know that has half the nation eating out of her hands and she realized oh this is the one who writes book and books and i know her and then we knew we had to acknowledge each other so she strode across and said hey hi uh, what are you doing here and she didn't actually want to know she was look she actually wanted to no i think why i was looking like i escaped like, from the mental really asylum she really wearing what she i think she's yeah. wearing <laughs> <laughs> she thought i escaped from the mental asylum mm. probably and i was desperately trying to slide my you know feet under the chair so that she wouldn't notice my sketches and you can't hide mommy pants and uh, t-shirts after that i sort of uh, swore to myself that i'm never ever going to dress like this and i'm going to have an airport look lasted exactly two times mm-hmm. and then i was back to my ba- mommy uh, jeans but so now you finally made it to the airport you're on the plane oh my and god of course yes. then of course that's a whole different uh, adventure or misadventure i should say you know there is something it is said about um, insurance i think we all should be <laughs> insured before we get into a, a flight not for life but for our limbs mm-hmm. you know everything inside an airport inside an aircraft uh, i think is designed to make you uh, threaten your uh, life and limb to begin with there is the backpack brigade yeah. i don't know whether you've ever been hit on the face by well, I've people i've been part of the backpack brigade once <laughs> or twice remind me to avoid you <laughs> when i see you on an airport half of this country seem to be carrying backpacks that are way bigger than they need to be mm-hmm. you know i thought backpacks were for you know little things that you need immediately uh, for some uh, stuff when you're uh, traveling but these are like this humongous backpacks that they carry on their back and they they'll uh, you know turn this way and that and each time they turn around searching for their um, seat or whatever they'll land a solid one on your face mm-hmm. and you know there are there have been times when i have ducked and there have been times when i have actually you know stopped the backpack army and said please get your backpack off my face and they don't get it they don't understand they are like what is wrong with her mm. you know maybe she's menopausal maybe she's having a period that kind of glances you get and uh, once that is sorted then of course there are the people who sit uh, behind you uh, sometimes children sometimes people who just don't care mm. what's happening to the passenger in front of you know but there'll be i've been landed a few kicks on my uh, spine uh, by a badly behaved child who mom can't control uh, or there'll be men and women who do, just don't care you know they they'll put their feet up on the seat back mm-hmm. and um, it's not pleasant you know or they are talking loudly on the phone or you know to put it mildly it's mm-hmm. not pleasant mm-hmm. but i i believe that we all need to get some sort of uh, yeah. flying etiquette uh, in place fast one thing you also mentioned in the book is i know for a fact that you love your ginger tea yes. and oh. and you're a foodie but yes. what is it about airports yes so on the flight on for the instance flight. yeah uh, I don't drink tea uh, in the airport anymore because by the time you've crossed your 50s your bladder is not your best friend. Mm-hmm. So you don't drink tea <laughs> before boarding a flight because then you have to use the loo in the uh, on the flight which I think I'm sure I'm, I don't think anymore I think they are they are shrinking in size as are uh, you know flight seats. Mm-hmm. But yeah so no no chai for me anymore uh, before boarding. and once i board of course now you pay through your nose for uh, masala chai which is powder mixed with hot water uh, even that is okay you know mm. even that is okay but have you eaten uh, ready to eat upma 
uh, on the flight no i can't so this I is have. what they are serving so you sort of uh, ma'am what will you have for breakfast would you like to buy some beverages and some uh, food so you say yes what do you have oh we have upma we have we have noodles who eats noodles for breakfast or biryani at 5 in the morning at 5 in the morning yes so ma'am we have uh, upma we have biryani we have noodles and um, pohe so <laughs> i'm like oh my god pohe i i love pohe so so you say oh you have pohe ma'am we have upma too and i'll say okay i'll have some pohe and then out it comes you know this plastic uh, container mm-hmm. uh, or which is a uh, aluminum foil and she'll open it and then she'll pour water in it and then she'll shut it tight and give it to you and say ma'am wait for 8 minutes and your pohe is ready you know the last the first time i saw this i almost fell off my seat because it was against everything that i believe uh, food should be mm-hmm. of course if you if you if you've grown up or if you lived a better part of your life in maharashtra where they make the best pohe and in pune where the absolutely. pohe is even better absolutely uh, i agree then this is like sacrilege you know mm-hmm. you can't eat red you can't have pohe with hot hot water poured on it and then wait for it to get ready pohe is like what your mother in law used to make for you you know straight off the pan into your plate with uh, a shaving of fresh coconut and some kothmir that and some lemon yes and some mm-hmm. lemon that is pohe not this mm-hmm. you know this thing that they put in front of you and then of course in a plastic container you know as it is media is bombarding you with uh, bad news every day about plastic and then how you should not heat plastic and how you should not drink water out of plastic and definitely not uh, you know put anything hot in plastic mm-hmm. and here is this uh, you know business which has given you pohe in a plastic and very poor quality plastic container with hot water in it and you're supposed to you're supposed to eat it airlines need to get their food act together and they keep telling you that oh so and so michelin star chef is the on board or this celebrity chef is doing our vegetarian meal and i want to tell that whoever celebrity chef is this what you eat at home because if it isn't then don't give it to me to eat mm-hmm. you know because this is not what i eat at home so please don't dump this garbage on me you had a solution for airlines about this and i think you take a cue from your amma about this yes you know my my mother's solution for all ills in life hmm. is uh, idli dosa chutney and sambar hmm. and she believes all will be well with your health your heart broken hearts and insomnia and anything can be cured with idli and sambar and um, i think if my mom were to be put in charge of airline food everybody would be happy there would be nobody uh, there would be no kids kicking the back seat of your you know back of your seat there would be no other guests scrapping with each other there would be no fights there would be no temper tantrums everybody would eat idli and dosa to their hearts fill and then they would all sleep well so how would you what would you distill out of this i mean you've spoken about the fear of flying what is for you the fear of flying and what are you trying to tell our uh, listeners No so so what i would like to say is that first of all some airline uh, you know some flying etiquette some good food uh, a good loo maybe and uh, i hope somebody from an airline company is listening to this episode because they've got a lot of pointers about what a 50 year old feisty woman wants on a flight oh i hope they are listening to me i i really hope they are listening to me let's hope so so the as usual it was a pleasure thank you very much it's always a pleasure talking yeah. to you and we'll be back next week with another episode of fabulous at 50 and until then stay fabulous and stay feisty <laughs>